Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. So number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about the life purpose of human ego. The winter time is almost over now. We are in February and reflecting back over our winter break and everything that has occurred in our own personal lives over the winter time, I can now reflect back and say that this winter time in particular, at least for me, perhaps I can also speak for you, Gabrielle, was a lot about integrating the shadow aspects of us, more of our shadow aspects and um, more of the darkness of us. And this wintertime allowed us to go deep into areas within ourselves, within our mind, within our psyche that we perhaps have not explored yet. Dark areas, dark places that we got the chance to illumine and to open the doors to the darkness within ourselves during this winter time. And for me personally, the topics that came up were the ego and making peace and being in acceptance with your dark side. And I'm saying this free of judgment. When I say the dark side, I'm not saying this from a place of it's the bad version of me. But there is a light and a darkness, just like the night and the day, and we need both to keep the balance. And neglecting one of them is foolish. So today we are talking about the importance of having a healthy ego. And one could describe the ego as the identity version of us, the version of our multidimensional self that looks after itself that knows its worth and that wants to be heard, that wants to be seen and that wants to have its needs met. At least that's what it means to me. The ego version is about the identity of Hema. Who am I in this world? What are my needs? What are my wants? And how do I represent myself? How do I show up? And how are my needs are being met? And how am I getting what I want? Am I getting what I want on all levels? And the ego is also for me the part that allows us to operate in this physical reality, which includes matter, which includes the physical things in life, which includes money, which includes our physical body. And if we neglect the ego, especially when you have a spiritual awakening, many times it can happen that you neglect your ego and people talk about ego death and wanting nothing to do with the ego. And many times that includes money, many times that includes the physical world, the physical body. And while that has its place and time, there also comes back a time where you need to reconnect back to a healthy ego and to rebuild your ego in a way that is balanced, that is strong, that is harmonious, and that allows you to move forward in your physical life experience and get what you truly want. And manifest your purpose in the physical dimension. So I invite you to, I invite you, Gabriel, to 
share, if you're open to it, a little bit about your experience that you had a couple of days ago with um, your mushroom experience and the message about the ego that came through for you and the importance of having a balanced ego and integrating it with your psyche. Yeah, sure, absolutely. But first, I want to ask you for clarification. From your perspective, what does shadow aspect mean to you? Because you opened up the podcast by saying this winter we've been working on shadow aspects. What does that exactly mean to you to work on your shadow aspects or your shadow self? Hmm. For me in particular, being very open and transparent, I know that I have disconnected and neglected a masculine version of me, a masculine aspect that I was scared of. And that masculine energy of mine that I have neglected and disconnected myself from because I feared it was about the topics of aggression, the topic of intimidation, the topics of authority, and just really claiming what I want in life, standing up for myself and really going after what I want in life without any concerns of anyone else. And hmm, shadow aspects are versions of us that we judge, that we do not feel comfortable with, or that are aspects that other people have judged us for so we started to judge ourselves for it because others judged us. And these aspects then get neglected and we stop expressing them. Um, an example for me was my ability to really know who I am and to express myself with full confidence no matter what anyone would think about me. And many times in the past, I was called intimidated. I was called that I am very intimidating and I have an aggressive aura. And some people even said that they, they were scared of me because of that aspect, this aspect that is perhaps aggressive, this aspect that is um, dominant, this aspect that is brave and courageous and if it's not controlled it can it can perhaps be destructive and i neglected it and it was this winter time where i realized that many aspects i started to neglect because i got criticized or judged for it people saying it's too much people saying i have too big of an ego who do you think you are you're too intimidating and I realized very strongly during this winter time that in order for me to go to the next level and to 10x, I need to go back and reconnect to these aspects of me, but now in a way that is balanced. Can I reconnect to the aggressive version of me in a healthy way? Can I reconnect to the authoritative version of me in a healthy way? Can I reconnect to the version that doesn't take any shit from anyone in a healthy way. Where in the past, as a teenager, many times these aspects, they sometimes got out of control and it was perhaps destructive. But now, as I'm in my 30s, 
I have now a different understanding and I can re-access these aspects and be more balanced about it. Because I know that there is, the best way to say this is there is a very positive aspect in your shadow aspects, which you need. And there is wisdom in the darkness. There are teachings and there is massive power in the darkness. Darkness equals your shadow aspects that we're talking about. But if you disconnect from your shadow aspects, if you disconnect from the dark side of you, you're disconnecting yourself from a massive reservoir of innate power. And if you find a way to reconnect to your shadow side and to your dark side in a healthy way, you are reconnecting back to your innate fullness of power versus just living on one side in the light, just like the yin and yang symbol, you want to access the fullness of it, the full spectrum, and that equals the light and the darkness. And yeah, so much to the clarification to sum this up. We all have a darkness to us. We all have a shadow version of us, just like the nighttime. And there is a massive amount of life force potential and power in your darkness, in your shadow. But if you close yourself off of that, or if you ignore it, or if you pretend that you are just light, then you're never going to be able to tap into your full potential and manifest the full spectrum of you. And it is very important to embrace the power and the potential and the wisdom and the teachings of the darkness within us and to explore its messages and its power that it has for us. I feel this is important for you to hear. When I reconnected to the darkness within me, what I found was a liberation, an internal liberation. And what I found was, wow, I feel even more courageous and brave now. And fears that I used to have before tapping into my darkness, before reconnecting to my darkness, all of a sudden just faded and disappeared. Because it was in the darkness and exploring my own darkness and going in there, I found a lot of courage, a lot of strength, a lot of power and wisdom, which resulted in fears or anxieties to simply transcend and transmute. And I also realized, holy wow, this wintertime, I, I experienced anxieties and fears, and I felt like I am being haunted by something outside of me until I realized, holy wow, I am actually running away from my own darkness. I am running away from a version of me that is trying to get my attention, that is not there to hurt me, but that is there to teach me, to show me, because it has a message for me because it wants to reconnect with me. And I have been running away from it because I was scared, not of something outside of me, but literally of myself, my own darkness. From my understanding about what the shadow self is, and I'm just gonna say this very plainly from what you can research online. I'm gonna read this. This is uh, a term that a psychoanalyst by the name of Carl Jung uh, first talk about or discuss in their work. 
and the shadow is a psychological aspect of ourselves. And Jung, according to Jung, the term shadow self describes the following, the things that people repress or do not like to acknowledge. So the way that I have interpreted the shadow self for me, since you had asked me earlier, Gabriel, what was your experience like on your mushroom trip from this Friday, February 2nd, and for me, if I could sum up the mushroom ceremony and the overall purpose of it, it had a lot to do with ego work and recalibrating my identity. I had set the intention for this past Friday's mushroom ceremony to give birth to the 10x version of myself, to 10x my patients, 10x every trait in every category about me that I felt was lacking. And as I was going through the mushroom experience and the mushroom trip, I was playing a specific song over and over and over again. And that song is related to, it's the song for a, a wrestler that's currently the champion in the WWE. His name is Roman Reigns. And every single time that I hear his music play and I see this guy I think to myself that like some people can say oh you have a huge ego right you have a huge sense of self that's what people told me in the past right and I took offense to that right but I think the people that told you that that you're too arrogant or you're too brave or you're too confident or whatever you're cocky who do you think you are it's not because you have such a strong ego but it's because they have such a weak sense of self and they have a lot of shadows and they repress and suppress who they want to be. Right. So as I was going through this mushroom ceremony, I was focusing on this guy, like, and I was seeing this guy in my, in my visions and I was seeing like his aura and his energy and how he comes off as I'm the man. I am the guy. He walks very slow, very methodical, very patient. He's got the look. And it makes absolute sense why the WWE company went with this guy to be their champion. And he's right now currently their longest reigning WWE champion in the modern era, which is, which is a very, it's a big deal. So as I was in this mushroom ceremony and as I was going through this process with the intention of 10xing myself birthing the 10x version of me and i was in the tub i was seeing this guy and i was seeing a couple of other people and then out of nowhere a new wrestler that um has joined the wwe she was in the previous wrestling event that they had called the royal rumble her name is jade cargill i saw her i saw her but with completely black eyes and this identity that came forth to me was, was my dark angel. They said, I am your dark angel. And I didn't understand what that meant, but then as I went through the ceremony, it made sense. The dark angel was really just another way of saying, this is my shadow self from my shadow side, the ego side of me. And so the dark angel was telling me the following, Gabriel, you need to heal your ego. You need to heal your ego. 
And I thought that that was really strange because my intention was to 10X, birth the 10X version of me. But then as I am saying this today to you and speaking about this, it makes absolute sense why I need to heal the ego in order to 10X myself. Because the ego is a part of our psychology. It is the way that we think of ourselves. So if the ego is hurt or wounded, our psychology is hurt or wounded, how is that going to affect us in every category of our lives? And the overarching theme for this or the takeaway message that I got from this was, Gabriel, you say you want to manifest all the financial resources for liferivers.com. You want to be the big one. You want to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, great. But in order for do that, in order for you to do that, guess what? You need your ego. You need your ego. Mm. Because if you were not in the if you were not coming from a place of ego, you would not be necessarily so interested in doing these things. You would neglect a lot of these things. You would neglect your body. You would neglect career. You would neglect lifepurpose.com. You would be basically like air. You wouldn't be grounded to do anything or to accomplish anything. You would be aimless and wander uh, like without without any mission. Without purpose. Without purpose. Right. In in this physical reality. Correct. And that was what I understood was the importance of having the ego. The ego allows us to have a sense of purpose. The ego allows us and gives us the opportunity to feel a sense of bigness, importance, significance. You need to feel significant, okay? You need to feel like there is a reason why that you're here and you're living on this planet. Otherwise, without that sense of healthy ego, I am important. I have value. I have worth. I have purpose. I have purpose. You're likely to follow in the footsteps of, no offense, your deceased aunt who who passed away. She wound up basically starving herself to death because yes. she had... A, a wounded ego because of what happened to her from from her childhood and and throughout her life. She was not, you know, in terms of um, you know, feeling her best or living her best life. What Ty Lopez would call living the good life, the four pillars of what it takes to live the good life: health, wealth, love, and happiness. If I'm just observing her and I don't know much about her. I don't think she had any of the four. I don't think she had any of the four. It seems like she spent a lot of time by herself. She didn't have any significant other or relationships that I know of. She wasn't in the best health. And quite obviously, she wasn't happy. So she was not living the good life. And I'm saying this because just as an observer in the outside, I could just have, I saw that. She wasn't happy. She wanted to kill herself. And I think that when we are at our lowest moments and we feel like giving up on ourselves, we feel like giving up on life, that is an indication that there's something unhealthy with us internally and unhealthy with our psychology. Therefore, there's something unhealthy that needs attention. Our shadow is trying to get our awareness, our acknowledgement. Our shadow is probably saying, hey, I need you to, to pay attention to me. You are, you're, you're holding back from something, but you're not you're not giving me the shine that I need. You're not giving me the attention that I need. And then it manifests outwardly. So the shadow aspect of us, I think, is the aspect of us that wants certain things, but doesn't know how to officially express it. Like, if you want respect from people and 
or you want attention. Let's say, like, yeah, let's say that's a perfect, that's a better example. Let's say you, you wanted attention from your father that you never got, hypothetically. Your shadow would do things, your psychology would do things in such a way that you would basically try to get the attention of men that reminded you of your father, but in a negative way. Because you couldn't get what you actually wanted. You couldn't get what you actually wanted. And for me, I've talked about this before. I grew up with a single mother. Father was never around. And financial resources, from what I observed for my biological mother, were very hard to come by and the rest of my relatives. So I subconsciously modeled that behavior. And my shadow wants more things. My shadow desires material things. My ego desires the nicer things. But I am denying myself of that because I am investing my financial resources into other things and I am depriving myself. And that manifested in other categories of my life, not getting what I actually wanted. And that's also you neglecting and abandoning yourself. Exactly. An aspect of myself, which is still, even if it's the quote unquote shadow aspect of me, it's still a part of me. I still need that aspect of me in order for me to do what I have to do. If I had no sense of ego, if I had a complete ego death and I was just, you know, a uh, uh, cauliflower and brain dead and just observing all the time, I wouldn't do anything. I would literally just be sitting. There would be no desire for anything. LifePurpose.com wouldn't exist to be because I had no interest in paying all the money to purchase the website. But with that ego, with that sense of I'm here for a purpose. I know God put me here for a reason. I am a big one. I know that I have something to give and to contribute to the world. If you don't have that, safe to say, you don't really have that sense of purpose. Right. So you need that ego. You need something that when you tap into it, when you tap into that shadow side of yourself, your psychology starts to rewire itself. And as I was going through this mushroom ceremony, this is the message that essentially was coming up to me. For a large part of my life, I have been wanting things, but repressing myself from getting the things that I actually wanted. And there are things that I actually want, but I hold myself back from getting the things that I actually want out of fear that I'm taking away from someone else or the fear of getting criticized for it. Like I had mentioned to you a couple of times before that I had an aunt and there was a situation where I wanted these games and she was there when I wanted to, to purchase the games. And she started criticizing me saying, you're so greedy, you're so selfish, you're so this. And yet she would get whatever she wanted for her sons, but yet she's criticizing me. So that from an early age psychologically damaged me. And then that made me want to not invest in myself on a materialistic way and instead i started to really repress that side of me where i started to really force myself and say these things don't matter these things don't matter but yet inside internally i would think about that all the time so for example if i wanted to have nice clothes before and that situation happened I would consciously force myself to say, no, I don't want nice clothes. I don't want money. I don't want these things. But deep down, 
I'm th I'm seeing myself in the nicest, finest suit, living the nicest, finest life, making the making all the money that I want to make. So I'm repressing myself, and my shadow is getting my attention. And it's my shadow is saying, "Hey, man, come on, we're here. We're here. Like this is why you have the face that you have. This is why you take care of your body. This is why you work out. This is why you do all these things to take care of yourself. You need to acknowledge this now. When when are you gonna acknowledge this? And so the dark angel was telling me this. And the dark angel was essentially saying to me, hey, look, you want to 10X yourself. What do you think that really means? What do you think that really means? That means going, you're going to a higher level than most people are willing to go to because of whatever their psychologically limiting factors are. But if you want to go 10X, do you know what that really is going to entail? That's going to entail you having to really acknowledge that this is what you want. I personally do not believe the idea that I need to work hard to get what I want in life. And I say that because I have had many times, countless times, where I have worked in incredibly hard every single day of the week, 13, 14, 15 hours a day sometimes. And it got me absolutely nowhere. And there have been times where I would just not give a shit and I would not care and I would focus on just feeling good and having a good time. And it was in those times where I felt good and I was actually having fun and I was not attached to what I was experiencing, I just didn't care anymore, is when the things came to me with effortless simplicity. So you have to really own yourself is what I'm saying here. And at some point in the ceremony, there was a quote that came to me and it was from the Wolf of Wall Street. That's where I first heard it. And it's the part where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio who played Jordan Belfort, the quote unquote Wolf of Wall Street, in the movie, he said, there is no nobility in poverty. And then shortly after the mushroom ceremony, I looked that up and I was like, okay, I know what that means. There's no nobility in poverty, but for whatever reason, I wanted to look it up. And then I found a really interesting passage from Bryant McGill. And I want to read this to you guys. And this is really going to sum up the essence of the message and, and what I got from this mushroom ceremony. There is no nobility in poverty. That is to say there are beautiful people who are poor, but being poor does not necessarily make you beautiful. There is no sense in relishing in poverty. We serve no purpose by being small and we can best help others from a position of strength, not weakness. Take a vow of total abundance. Declare that you believe in balance and therefore full spectrum, inner and outer, spiritual and worldly wealth and empowerment, also known as freedom. Wow. So to wrap that up in a nutshell, that was the message. No nobility and poverty. Towards the, like sometime in the ceremony, when I was in the tub and Dark Angel was talking to me, that was what came up. There is no nobility in poverty. Gabriel, you are not going to be of greatest service. Even if you if, even if you believe in the whole concept of ascendant masters and transcending and going to a higher level of consciousness, you will not fulfill your highest level of contribution and service if you are playing small. That is why we have constantly over and over again emphasized the importance of being a big one. That's why when we read the Bible and we we got that term. We received that information. Jesus was in service 
to God, right? He calls it the Father. Jesus was here in service to the Father. Jesus said, I am here to serve God. And those who are here to serve God are here to be the big ones, okay? We are here for a reason. Each and every single one of us has a different purpose. The guy we met at the, at the forest, he's an insectologist. He's been doing that for how many years? But that's his purpose. That is the thing that makes him come alive. And he, he writes books. He talks about the importance of the insects and how they, they affect the, the entire planet and the fact that there's less insects today than there was 50 years ago is a contributor to the climate change. That's his purpose. Your purpose, Hema, lifepurpose.com. It is important for you to do this. This is why we show up every single week and we record these messages. We record these podcasts. We do these podcasts, the blog, the newsletter, everything. For me, my purpose, when it comes to the money, when it comes to the wealth, being poor financially, and I still put myself in that category to this day because I have not reached the financial goals that I intend for myself to be able to do the other things that I want to do with my life. So even still to this day, I'm still experiencing financial poverty and I'm ready to transcend this. But why was this such a big topic for my entire life? It's because it serves my purpose. Because I have had the experiences that I've had throughout my life, all those experiences are adding up to helping me become who I must become. I cannot neglect, I cannot push to the side that I was a single, uh, uh, had a mother who was, was sometimes very mentally unstable as well as financially unstable, who screamed at the top of her lungs, broke chairs when she was angry, terrified the shit out of me when I was a little boy. And, and we were in so much financial uh, distress, being homeless, having experienced violence, through a schizophrenic uncle, I cannot deny that that is part of who I am. That past, that is the shadow side of me that needs to be acknowledged, that needs to be integrated so that I can 10x. You may have had your own experiences where you've been sexually abused, mistreated, neglected, abandoned. Do not deny and suppress that and hold that back. Your aunt, your aunt, just before she passed away, she acknowledged that her biological father was sexually mistreating her and she kept that under the rug. She kept that hidden, she kept that a secret for a large majority of her life. And look at what happened to her as a result. How did that affect her relationship with other men? She didn't have a partner. She, she wound up having bulimia, an eating disorder. She couldn't enjoy food. She had to have a very strict eating time. My biological mother, she tells me after all these years when I saw her a few years ago that she also was sexually mistreated by her biological father. And as a result, she subconsciously attracted a partner who was very similar to her father. Make no mistake about it, we are in the age of Aquarius and this age of Aquarius is the age where all the stuff that has been hidden, that has been kept secret, intentionally ignored, 
it's all coming to the surface because we are in a timeline where we are collectively raising our vibration and consciousness. And whether you like it or not, all the stuff that we consider ugly, all the stuff that we kept private is coming now to the surface, is becoming public. There are a lot of secrets that are being revealed in this day and age right now that have been suppressed for 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Hundreds, thousands of years. Many years. That's why people are remembering their their lifetimes and their purpose that they had in ancient Lemuria or Atlantis. These people are here with a purpose and they are remembering that. The shadow aspect of us is requiring us at this time to acknowledge it. Everything. To acknowledge the shadow itself. So if you have any suppressed desires, if you've been suppressing yourself, what you really truly want to go after in life, that shadow is going to keep on nagging at you until you acknowledge it. You must acknowledge what you truly want. Even your biological mother, she now is doing more things that she wants to do that she had been suppressing for the last 5-10 years. What is the differentiation between then and now? What causes the shift? It's when you heal something deep inside of you, a wound. It's when you say, I have had enough of this. It is when you say, no more. I must go to the next stage of my life. If I'm going to continue living, and if I actually want to be happy, I've got to look at this darkness. I've got to look at this thing called shadow. I've got to really acknowledge what it is that my ego is needing and desiring. I have tried for the last 10, 15 years, I think, with meditation and yoga, to silence the mind and to quiet the mind, but yet every single time, there are these things that come up stronger and stronger and stronger. I think that's also the basis of emotional eating. I was just gonna say that this is also the root cause of all forms of addictions and cravings and the ways we distract ourselves. Yes, and I was telling you the other day as we were going through the forest, that's what the dark angel was telling me. She was showing me an old friend and how he was obese and overweight. And the reason why he was obese and overweight and he had an eating addiction, he had a, a, an addiction to food, was because he had emotional traumas that he never addressed. He wasn't addressing those things. He wasn't finding peace with those things. And as a result, he was empty inside. And the food was a way of him consuming to suppress that hunger to suppress whatever it is that needed acknowledgement. But you have to acknowledge the shadow. You have to acknowledge what your ego needs. What do you need to be happy? What do you need to fulfill your life purpose? This is what it all comes back down to. If you're going to be the big one and you're going to fulfill the big vision that you have for your life, whatever the message is that God has given you, you have to own that. You can't just say, oh my God, this is too big of a vision because... Because my story, because of my psychology, because of this, no, no, I don't want it. I'd rather stick to my secure way of living and my secure job. It's like someone saying, hey, I'm going to pay you a million dollars for doing this thing. And you say, no, 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 I don't want it. I, just, just, just give me, just, 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 just buy me food. Just buy me food and we'll call it even. 
but yet really deep down you want the million dollars. That used to that used to be you. That used to be me. And that used to be your your mom. That used to be a lot of people. We can no longer not take yourself seriously. Exactly. And the Dark Angel's message was to 10x is to heal your ego. You have to be in balance. Oh my gosh, this is the message. This is the message. We gotta highlight that message. To 10x is to heal your ego, to integrate your ego. Wow, I felt that one. That resonated on a deep level right now. Thank you for listening to the lifepurpose.com podcast. If you enjoy our content, I invite you to also join our free newsletter where we share exclusive content. Click the link in the description below or go directly to lifepurpose.com and sign up to our newsletter. And now back to the episode. Think about the quote-unquote workaholic. The workaholic works 14, 15 hours a day. Why are they working that much? It's another form of addiction. It's another form of addiction. There's something that they're suppressing. Yeah, and that they're running away from. It's like, okay, I'd rather work so I don't have to sit with myself and face what comes up. Same thing with alcohol addiction. That's what a lot of people do. If people are addicted to work and they don't have such a good personal life or their marriage is going to shit or their relationships are not good, they'll probably try to drown that, that uh, energy and focus themselves on their work because that's where they feel that they have the most control. We humans tend to gravitate towards the things that we feel like we have the most control over, right? And then the things that we don't have control over, we tend to avoid. So it's like if you were, if you knew how to make all the money in the world, but yet you had no idea how to take care of your physical health, you would try to ignore that as much as possible and you would focus on the wealth. And then the opposite can also be true. I've observed this and and this is this is the sickness because this is the imbalance. This is the imbalance. If you feel that you want to do something with your life, you have to accept that. You have to really come into acceptance with that and really accept yourself. Really know yourself. What do you really truly want? And as I was wrapping up the ceremony, the dark angel, she put a gold chain around my neck. She put a gold chain around my neck and I could feel this new energy, this new consciousness coming forward and this new way of thinking. And I know that I have the identity of Gabriel has absolutely many times pushed his desires to the side and suppressed himself for what he really wanted. And I still do that today. Like, for example, I wanted the sushi. I've been wanting this massive boat of sushi. But every single time I've been settling and getting something else. Why am I doing that? I know why I'm doing that. But when is it going to be enough? When are you ready to stop? I've also been saying, too, that I don't want to show my face on YouTube. But yet a few years ago, I had a YouTube channel. I had about 15,000 subscribers. That's how you met me. And then all of a sudden, my desire from that goes away. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's because I had for as much criticism as I received through the comments on YouTube, I received probably 10x the compliments, right? So that, so I had like one for every one criticism, I had like 10 compliments, like, Hey, thank you. This is great. Whatever. Is that my ego being hurt? Is that my ego feeling like, Oh no, I'm being criticized and being attacked. 
ah, I'm too fragile. I can't handle it. Hmm. You know, and then that's what made me self-sabotage. I'm really thinking that. So in essence, this is what I received from the mushroom trip. The importance of taking care of your ego, addressing your shadow. We all have a shadow. We all have a dark angel, if you want to call it that. And that if you really want to step into your bigness, if you really want to 10x your life, if you want to really take it to the next level, manifest a big vision on the fullness of who you truly are, acknowledge that you're so awesome and you're so great, you cannot be coming from a wounded place, you know? Hema, you had a whole bunch of courage and bravery and etc. But instead of really just like really owning that, you let the outer world stifle that. It's the same thing too with me with YouTube being attacked by the outer world, not having a strong sense of self. This is what it comes down to. We have to have a really strong sense of self because guess what? The outer world is going to attack you if you allow it to. But if you have armor, if you have a very strong sense of self, if you're really grounded and firm and rooted in the knowing of who you truly are, if you know yourself and you don't give a shit about what anyone thinks of you, if you are willing to do what is the right thing to do that you feel is the right thing? Because remember, if you are a friend to the world, then you are in enmity against God. Remember that Bible verse? If you're a friend to the world, then you're in enmity against God. If you do not have a strong sense of self, if you do not do what is your purpose, if you try to please, people please, acquiesce, if you try to blend in and fit in because... What you have to say is too extreme. Who does that sound like? Your biological father. I have all this knowledge. I have all this information. But I'm scared of how it's going to affect my family. That's a, that's a no offense. That's a weak, wounded sense of ego. Versus coming from the knowing that I am safe. I'm protected. My family's safe. My friends are protected. I have to do this thing that God needs me to do. I have all this information. What am I going to do with it? I need to fulfill my purpose. I need to say the things that need to be said right now. That is so interesting who pops up right now is David Icke exactly and David Icke in the interviews that I watched many times got asked the question aren't you scared to do what you do like you're the only guy seemingly on the planet that speaks about these subjects and David Icke says I'm not scared of them they're scared of me there were many other messages that I received from the mushrooms but in essence that was it for a large part of my life, because I had the upbringing that I had, I have been obsessed with money. I have been obsessed with being rich. And no matter how many times I have convinced myself not to do that, not to want to be rich, just to be happy, just to settle, I can't do that. I can't, I'm not that type of person that I could just settle for a job, a nine to five, I would rather kill myself. I have to do what is in my heart and I have to do what I came here to do. And for me, the, that is what strongly resonates with me. It is to be the wealthiest. It is to be the richest. Why? Because from that place of richness and wealth, I can invest in liferivers.com. From that place of richness and wealth, I can invest in other things and other people that want to see a better world, a new earth be manifest and not suppressing that and being okay with it. It's nothing personal. 
Mm. Wow, it's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. And it's also not our responsibility how other people react to us. Exactly. And that's something that I was doing constantly. I was taking responsibility for everyone's reaction to how I show up. Yeah, if you care if you care about what other people think, that's gonna drive you crazy. Yeah. And that's what drove me crazy sometimes with the YouTube. And that and that's what that's what causes you to isolate and not wanting to deal with anyone anymore. Exactly. But that's also not the solution. And that's also not the solution. The solution is to not concern yourself with other, with what other people think about you. You're going to create content. You're going to say things that are going to piss some people off. That is not your concern. Your concern is to be 100% authentically you. Do not concern yourself with making ever a friend of the world because, to, again, to be a friend of the world is to be in enmity against God. You do not want this. You want to fulfill what you came here to fulfill, and that is all. But in order to do that, you have to really have a strong sense of self. You have to be healthy in your mind, in your body, in your feeling world, in your spirit. Your psychology has to be healthy. You have to integrate the shadow side of you. And the shadow side of you is always speaking to you, but that's the side of you that you ignore. It's the side of you that you push away. If you want to fulfill the greatest thing that you came here to fulfill, you have to learn how to integrate the shadow. You have to, ha you have to learn how to become one with it. You have to learn how to be in balance with that. If I truly want to make the greatest contribution that I can make to LifePurpose.com and inspire people to live their life purpose, I have to acknowledge and accept the fact that this is if we're going to do this, you're going to need money. Where's the money going to come from? If you seek investors, they want you to treat this as a business. They want to see your financial statements. They want to see that you have cash flow. They want to see that they're going to make a return on their money. We have to really embrace these things. We have to really own this. Why do you think so many people fear these, these parts of life? It's, it's simple. It's because these are the topics that people growing up may have had difficulty with. It's the same thing like I was saying earlier. Like if you if you came from a background where you knew how to take care of your health and fitness and you knew how to do that, but you had a very terrible financial upbringing and you saw your parents being scared of money or being stressed out about money, you were likely to model that behavior until you break that cycle. That's where I am right now in my journey. I am currently in the process of breaking the poverty cycle for the Sarah lineage. And what does that entail? That entails me having to, number one, acknowledge I hate working for other people. I My only boss is God. There is no other boss. My only boss is God. I only work for God. I don't work for humans. <laughs> acknowledge that first. Learn how to read financial statements. That's what we've done and that's what we're still doing. And we're getting better and better and better at it, right? We have to know about income, expenses, assets, liabilities, and cash flow. That's the game that we're playing. We have to understand how to generate lots and lots of wealth, lots of financial resources, because our goal is to do what? Acquire assets that return cash flow to us, put money in our pocket. So we're learning these things. We're embracing these things, but the only way that we can embrace it is with the healthy ego, is with courage. Do you remember me telling you some years ago, Hama, when we were in the lockdown in Egypt in the hotel room and you started your training journey and I looked at you and was like, wow, I'm so proud of you. You have so much courage to learn these things. I felt so stupid, but yet 
when I was 20 something years old, there was a dream in my head, a vision in my head to be a very successful investor and entrepreneur, a very rich investor and entrepreneur. My, my desire to be rich stemmed from when we were first evicted, my biological mother and I. Ever since then, I was obsessed with money. But the real concrete, like Gabriel, investor, learn how to trade, learn how to trade stocks and, and do real estate and all that stuff, that's when it came to me in my early, early 20s. And I remember the first time that I had taken a trade and I opened up an account with a brokerage, I lost the trade. I felt so stupid. My sense of self was so weak. It was so weak that I didn't continue after that point. I put it to the side and I, and I was afraid. But you, with your courage, with a healthy sense of self, with a healthy sense of ego, you started learning. And what did you do in the process? By just doing that, I saw you and I, and I got the inspiration and the courage to try. And it wasn't that I wasn't smart enough. It's that I had a very fragile ego. What separates the people who get what they want in life and who don't get what they want in life is a strong sense of ego. Yes. A strong sense of self. I think this is another piece to the puzzle of what does it take to get what you want in this reality, in this life. And this key, this piece to the puzzle is having a strong sense of self. Not coming from a place of I'm better than anyone else, but coming from a place of I can do this. I deserve it. I believe in myself. I got what it takes. God is on my side, period. Confidence. Lots of confidence. Yes. And you know, Hama, to, to bring this up as well, being, being having the courage to say what you want. You, for example, what do you want? What do you really want? You want to have a home. You want a house for yourself. That's not to say that you don't love me and you don't want to uh, be in a relationship with me, but you are saying, hey, I want my own house. I need my space sometimes. I'm tired of seeing you every single day, seven days a week. We live together. I see you all the time. We work together. I see you all the time. And I don't want to see you all the time. I want some time to be by myself and just look at the walls and be my own energy. Right. And you are saying that. There was a time where you could not say that, though. You had the most difficult time to say that. But now you can say that. And what's the difference? You've healed something within yourself that enables you to say those things. You have gotten in touch with what you really want. And that's the shadow aspect of you that you are now making aware and you're bringing to the light. You are acknowledging something that you've been suppressing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do we do these things? Like, now looking back at it, it's not a, not a big deal to just say what you need, say what you want. But yet so many of us, we hold it in. It's a conditioning. It is a conditioning. It's like everyone else. It's like a, it's like a, a collective sickness that people are doing, keeping themselves in a victim mentality. That's all it is. It is going to be important if you want to manifest your purpose, like really... If your intention is to play full out, be the big one, have what you really want, get what you really want out of life, live the life that you really want, you have to really work on that ego. You have to get in touch with what you really want, with your desires. And you have to get to the root cause of whether or not that is something that you really want for yourself, or if it's something that you have suppressed for so long that it's manifested as some type of like a disease. So if let's say you have a food addiction and you're constantly craving and desiring food, 
where does that come from? Is there something that you're not feeding within yourself? Right. Something that's like an empty stomach or hole inside of you, a leak, an energy leak inside of you? Or is there something else deeper than that that you're not acknowledging? What are you not acknowledging? When it comes to your purpose, if you have the desire to be on camera and to be seen and to be adored by millions and millions of people all over the world, speak on stages, whatever it is that you... Don't be shy about don't it. Don't be shy about it, exactly. Be honest with yourself. I want to be a megastar. Right, and you know, this is definitely about conditioning and how how we are being raised by teachers and our our parents and society, but also the people that we grow up with. Thinking back, the standard for everyone in my environment was go to college, go get a job, and that's it. There was no higher bar than that. And if you come as an arrogant girl saying that, oh, I'm going to travel the world by myself and I'm going to start a company. I don't know yet what it's going to be, but I'm going to be financially free and um, retire before I'm 35 and I'm going to have a global impact. People are going to like freaking laugh at you and they're like, who do you think you are? And then you like, you find yourself being alone and you find yourself not being able to connect to many people. And that, like being very honest, that was the case for me. And that's when I said, hey, I have to leave Austria. I, I am not growing here. I have to find a, a room of new people in a way. There's a saying that comes to me right now. It's better to be hated for who you are than to be loved for who you're not. Yeah. And to end off this podcast today, I say to you, big one, you have to be who you are. You have to get in touch with what you really want and whatever your purpose is. It doesn't matter what that is. As long as that is something that is true to you and that is the vision that you've received, put value on that vision because that is the vision that God has gifted you so that you could fulfill that purpose with. You have to be in true alignment and really honest with yourself if that's what you want. And if that is what you want and if that's what keeps coming to you over and over and over again and you can't let it go, honor that and go after that embrace that and 10x your identity stop playing small acknowledge what you want and get after it it's so interesting because we have now made about 40 episodes on our podcast and up to now we have always spoken about the higher self and being your higher self and now we are remembering the importance of merging also your your sense of self the identity with your higher self and let it be in balance and let it merge as a unity that enables you to live your fullest potential in a balanced way, in a harmonious way that feels fulfilling to you, that is integrating with your highest self, which you can call the light side of you, the lightest side of you, but also with the most grounded, earthly, rooted, fully being here on this earth plane side, which we can call your dark side or your ego side. We need both. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.